Hello everybody and welcome back to the second episode of this podcast. In the first episode we discussed the Weimar Republic and the threats to its longevity as a democratic state. So today we're going to talk about something completely different, the IB Extended Essays and my process of writing it. Hopefully I can also give some advice so that future IB Grade 11s listening to this have a better understanding of how to approach the EE. So first off, you may be wondering, what exactly is the extended essay? It's one of the requirements you must meet to receive your IB diploma, and it is a maximum 4,000 word exploratory essay written in a subject of your choice. It has a specific scope and attempts to answer a focused research question. Now if you're listening to this podcast, you are either Mr. Kite, who is marking this, or a grade 11 history student at Colonel Bai. So if you're the latter, I highly recommend that you do your EE in history as it makes the research and writing process a lot easier, as you have clear-cut sources to work with. On top of that, Mr. Kate and Mr. Hutchinson are both excellent supervisors who can help you during this process. Now that you know what an EE is, and hopefully have chosen to go with history, let's get into my process. The first thing that you have to do is to find your research question. The first thing I did was to start looking into historical topics that I was interested in. After researching online, reading articles, and perusing different sources, I originally decided to discuss the First French Revolution. However, after trying to find sources for this topic, I encountered a couple of challenges. Firstly, it was difficult to find reliable sources on JSTOR and other online platforms because they simply were not digitized. Secondly, a few I did find were in French, and even with my official B1 DELF certification, it was difficult to read through all the long articles and identify the specific parts that would actually benefit my investigation. Upon further searching, I found that there were a lot of excellent sources around the first industrial revolution in Britain, especially regarding the role of women and children, so I switched my research question to the following. To what extent did the First Industrial Revolution change the roles of working class women and children in Britain between the years of 1800 and 1850? And then I began researching that topic. The moral or lesson of this is that you should always go with your sources. If you can find good sources, it will automatically elevate your EE to a higher level. After I had decided on my research question, I went back to finding more sources and identifying the parts of the sources that would be beneficial to me. When I started this process, I had around 20 to 30 tabs open of different JSTOR articles. I went through each one and got a rough idea of the topics that it was talking about and made a decision if it was good enough to stay in that list. Slowly, I whittled it down to about 15 core sources and started to go through each source in more detail to find quotes and information I could use. This is probably the most time-consuming part of writing the EE, and likely the most important, as it dictates the quality of the sources, and therefore the quality of information, that the EE will contain. After 
After gathering the information I needed, I started the final part of the EE process, actually writing it. The first thing I did was to make an outline of the topics I was covering, in what order I'd be talking about them, and what sources would be supporting each part. Then I started writing. It's as simple as that. The best thing to do in my opinion is just to write, using the information you have in your sources. After my first draft was completed, I read through it and realized that there were a lot of changes I could make to make the essay better, and accordingly, I rewrote certain parts. I repeated this process of self-checking the EE until I was proud of the essay, continually consulting with Mr. Hutchinson, who was my EE supervisor, to get more input on what I could improve. my final draft, I ran it by a couple of friends to see if there's anything that needed to be changed. After these final changes, I went through the essay and added my footnotes and bibliography to get my final formatting and to get my complete final EE. Although it's a lot of effort, it feels all worth it when you look through that complete essay for the first time. It looks super professional, thorough, and well written. I at least couldn't help but feel proud of it. Because of the thoroughness of this process and the quality of the sources I was able to find, my EE was predicted to be a solid A by Mr. Hutchinson, and hopefully, when it gets externally marked, my scores will reflect that. So hopefully you can trust the process that I've taken and take my advice. Before ending this episode, I have a couple pieces of general advice to give about the process. First and foremost, start early. I cannot stress how important it is to get started on the research process in the summer, or at the very least in September. If you can do that, you'll be well on your way to have your EE submitted in October and be free from it from the rest of the year. I know so many people who have left it to the last minute, assuming they'd have time, but the school year in grade 12 just gets harder and more busy as the school year goes on. So the earlier you finish your EE, the more time you'll have to spend for other classes. Secondly, don't worry too much about the fact that the essay is 4,000 words. I know it looks daunting on paper, but realistically, 95% of you will write more than that and end up having to cut down. That 4,000 words runs out quickly. I promise you that. Alright, thank you for listening to the second episode of this podcast. I wish you all the best of luck for your EEs. Thank you for listening.